Hello everybody, welcome to Into Final Space, I'm Gabe Jones. Today is another great interview, super excited for this one. We've got two-thirds of the music team for Final Space here with me today. Jake Sidwell and Shelby Mary are on today. Jake, unfortunately, could not be here for the live interview, but he did send me his responses to the questions, and I'll be reading them after we hear Shelby's response. So, let's get right into the interview. So, just a bit of a warning before we begin, guys. We did have some audio issues when we were on the Skype call, so you are going to hear a bit of audio distortion throughout the episode. Um, sorry for that, and I'm sorry to Shelby, of course, for you know messing up her her responses to the questions a little bit, but that's what happens when we have technical issues. But uh, sit back, relax, and let's get into this interview with Shelby and Jake. Joining me on Skype today is Shelby Mary. Thank you so much for talking with me. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you again for joining me today. No problem. Happy to be here. All right. So this is for both Jake and Shelby. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about your music career? That is a long story. That is like <laughs> like an eight-year story. But to sum it up very quickly, um, I started out as a solo artist. I played shows in basements and living rooms and did that for a long time. And then I did uh, a fan song for Maze Runner. And that kind of exploded, to put it nicely. And it got me to working on that film. And then I worked on uh, Divergent Part 1, or the Allegiant Part 1. Um and then that work got found by Olin and Jake, and the rest was history. Oh, Worked cool. on Final Space. So since Jake can't be with us, of course, I'm going uh, to read his response. Um, so Jake said, honestly, I don't really have one. Composing is still <laughs> so new to me that uh, it can't really be defined as a career yet. My career is effectively a small series of short films and Final Space. My original music never took off either. The only reason, or the only real consistent success I found in music was writing original themes for people, and even that was relatively short-lived. I certainly have no complaints, as I've been given chances uh, other composers would love to have, but I'm still too new. Jake, with the humble answer, just, like, so, like, <laughs> all the time, I'm like, Jake, you gotta, like, own it. Like, you're, we're, you've done it. Like, we've done it. We're here. We're doing it. And he's just like, no, I'm still humble, Jake. All right, so I got another question for both of you. Um, so what brought you to working on Final Space? And of course you said that you know, Jake and Olin found you. And uh, so what, what really was that process coming onto the show? <laughs> it was actually Jake that found me. I knew, uh, I watched the Roland with Olin's and knew of Jake and Olin. And so I followed Jake and he followed me back and I had just posted a song and he was like, it was incredible. Like we should work together. So we worked with each other on a couple things and he was like, you should move to Nashville. So I moved to Nashville and then he was like, you should work on this show. And so I, it just, it all came from Jake. So literally Twitter is the reason that I have a job on final space and 99% of that is to Jake. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Jake said that uh, Owen and I have been friends for almost a decade now and we worked together for the whole of our friendship I composed music for a few short films before Olin asked me to do the music for the pilot episode of Final Space that debuted on YouTube. Olin and David Sachs pushed TBS to consider me to compose for the series when it was being pitched, since uh, much of my music was also using the original pitch for the show. Uh, he, of course, invited uh, Shelby to join me shortly after that, and then she took over the composer when my health declined shortly before we started composing. Uh, I don't want to... There's, like, a whole thing with that, like, being 
like I just consider us co-composers. Like the whole lead composer thing is just like dumb. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> we both like Jake undermines himself. He worked a lot on season one despite his health and he pushed so hard on so many of the episodes to just like deliver and like me completely healthy. He was like pushing me to go even further. So I, I, the whole, no, like the whole lead, but no. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, your, that teamwork is, uh, is really cool. Um, so another question for both of you, uh, what were some of the major challenges and advantages to working on uh, this animated project? Well, I would say, like, this was my first composing job. I, I scored um, for my book, Second Planet, but that's not scoring the picture. So this is, like, the first time that I was, I remember doing, um, we did a test, and it was the light fold scene from season one. Right. And I was like, I don't even know if I can do this. That was, like, the first scene I've ever scored of anything. And I was so scared, and then it ended up being, like, so amazing. Um, so I think like the biggest challenge for me um, was I've never worked with somebody before. I've always worked alone. So it was a big challenge to like get out of my own way and like realize there's this other person and you have to like be a team and like work together. And like Jake and I have just cultivated like this, language that we use with each other of like just to like make he'll talk like g7 and blah 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 blah, and i'm like i don't know what you're saying because i'm not trained <laughs> i didn't go to school and he's like make it more sad and i'm like okay i get what you're saying now <laughs> like so i think like the hardest thing for me was just like definitely getting out of my own way and like just being I don't know. Yeah. I think like, and with Jake, like in his illness, like that was definitely as much as like, we just wanted to go in and like do the job. It was a huge part of it. And, you know, I'm happy that like he was able to work on season one and that we made it work and like we did it, but it was really hard. And I'm sure he'll say that too. Well, uh, so he told me that he really prefers to work on animation. Uh, the staggering visuals of Final Space are ripe ground for the space operatic tone that uh, you and him, of course, endeavored to create. Uh, it's easy to fit some big music into the show when the show provides such big scenes to score. The challenges aren't too different from scoring live action, but I will say the animation goes through a lot of sudden minor changes. Yeah. And sometimes the music needs to be changed, shortened, lengthened uh, at the drop of a hat, which makes for really late nights, as you were saying. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of times I remember um, specifically they took months to decide the title theme. Okay. Um, we did. I think I did like 20 versions, like 20 different songs. Wow. And it was 3.30 in the morning. And I either got like a text or a call. I don't remember what it was from Olin saying, we need this by 8 a.m. This is what they picked, but they want the, this change and this change and this change, and then it'll be good. And I'm just like, okay, let's do it. Like, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Like, you got to have a good attitude about it. All right. Awesome. So uh, this question was specifically for Jake, and uh, I asked him what was it like to work on some of the major episode themes. Uh, his response was that 
Several themes were transferred straight from the pilot, as he had said, uh, on Olin David's suggestion. The other themes in the show were often developed sort of by accident. Uh, you or uh, him would write a piece for an integral scene with one or more characters, and it would simply end up being a repeated theme. Uh, he said, we didn't often set out to be, to write a theme for a character, but rather a cue that would become one. Uh, at least that's how he remembers it. So. Yeah, the Lil Cotto avocado theme was just like one of those that we just did it in a rush and then it became so iconic that we just kept using it. Um, that was kind of where the, the theme idea was born. I know I'm like ad-libbing onto what he's saying here, That's fine. but um, that was like a big part of what Olin wanted was like every character has their theme. Like the, we're going to make this like Star Wars big. We're going to make this awesome. And that's, I hope we even like got close to that. Absolutely. Um, so this one's for you. Um, what's it like to have the popularity of pieces like Gallows and now uh, When the Night is Long? You recently mentioned had over a, a million listeners on Spotify. Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. So what, what's the, the excitement like of, of having the pieces like that that are really huge now? It's weird because like that the recorded we were we recorded a version for the show, but the original one that like I remember where I was like in my career we recorded that in the basement I think it was literally like paid like a hundred dollars a song to get them recorded which is just like insane but um I just yeah it's just weird because like now I listen to it I'm like ah like that recording so terrible like the really for people to hear dead foe I'm really really excited because like that's how I always want the sound. So the fact that people the version that was on Young Guns and like still enjoying it and like it's really awesome. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm still <laughs> in shock that like people enjoy it. So yeah. Um. So this one is another one for the both of you. Um. What direction did you know Olin give and uh? you know directions for each other i know you have your 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 secret language um <laughs> when you're writing music for the show and then uh what inspirations did you pull from your own lives uh when you were writing i pulled a lot of inspiration from jake um i don't know if you've listened to his personal stuff but i used to just like right before i moved to nashville i would play that all the time i would go and walks and play that like over and over and over again um and i like wasn't huge into the composing world, like hadn't worked on anything before, didn't listen to a lot of soundtrack stuff. So he was a big inspiration for me. Um, and then there's Olin, who's like literally a walking catalog of soundtrack <laughs> music. He'll pull stuff that like I've never heard of. Um, so like he was a huge part of it, um, just doing like a really, really solid job on um, and I think any composer would tell you this when you work with someone that knows what they want and knows how to like explain that to you, like Olin's the best, like hands down the best. I don't think I'll ever work with anybody that like, he just knows how to explain what he wants, which is so refreshing. Awesome. And, uh, I think Jake agreed with you with his response. Uh, he said that, uh, every cue Olin had Olin's vision in mind. 
And if it didn't meet that standard, it would be changed or adjusted until it did. Um, since I'd worked with Olin for years, I understood his vision pretty well. There are only a few cues that prove particularly challenging in this regard. Important cues like uh, Avocado's death or the death of John Goodspeed, etc. Uh, Shelby and I handled separate cues, so we didn't exactly give each other direction, but we did give advice or opinion to each other before sending off a cue to Olin for review. Having another comp- composer's ear to critique our work was essential. Uh, we avoided wasting a lot of time, and several pieces were greatly improved because of this back and forth. Uh, he said he took a lot of inspiration from, I'm going to mess up these names, uh, Oliver Arnold's uh, M83 yep, and uh, Sigurdsson. Um, he said, I'm certain they show up in my work, especially since I use several samples uh, in their repertoire. Otherwise, I prefer to be inspired by the show or film that I am working on. It's a great answer, Jake. It's a great answer. <laughs> I knew he would say Oliver Arnold's. That's like his hero. That's great. All right, so next question is, uh, so you know, following the both of you, uh, you both faced face some pretty hard challenges over the past two seasons. Um, so what's it been like to overcome those, or what have you learned from them, and then uh, what is it like to see the success of your music even through all of that? I think the hardest thing for me, hands down, was like working with somebody. I've never worked with like another person before and there's so much that comes with that that you have to work out and like like I said figure out your own language and know because it's really hard to when you work on something for like 18 hours straight and then someone's like that's that could be better you just want to freak out but you have to go okay no notes are good this person's just trying to make it better they're probably right and you got to get out of your own way at first that was so hard for me because like I was the only judge of my music for so long that having someone as skilled and as knowledgeable about scoring music, um, Jake could just articulate like what needed to be better. And it pushed me to be better. It's still pushing me to be better. Um, as someone that I, f- I feel like I'm brand new to this. I was just talking with Olin today about um, something we're working on. And I was like, this is all new to me. Like I'm trying to, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like what is the equation? What is the math to this? Um, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta give it to both of them for just pushing me to be not just a better composer, but a better person. Um, cause last year it was really hard. I had a lot of, um, mental health issues. I had a brain injury two years ago that left a whole plethora of symptoms that we are dealing with but that played a big part of season one and props to Jake for being so patient with me like he was just the best so and and he's got a whole had times an infinity more problems than I did (laughs) season one well you both are very resilient and the Jake had this to say, uh, I'm glad that I was able to finish season one and have something to show for my work. Uh, it's wonderful to see people connecting with the show and especially the music. Truly, I'm delighted at the emotional response that the show has curated, but I don't feel like I've overcome any obstacles. I worked while I was very sick and I shouldn't have done that. I was influenced yep. by the idea that I felt like I was going to miss my quote unquote chance. And so I chose to work very hard during a rapid decline in my health. I'm most proud of some of the music that I created, but I'm not proud of the decision I made to work so hard. There are a lot of times that um, I was like, dude, I will do whatever you need. Like, what? 
please just take care of yourself. And Jake will not. He just, he's like Olin. Like, he will go until the end of the earth. And um, I was just so happy that he decided to still work on it. Because I think I would have failed alone, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't have made it. So, he's, what does that mean? The so-and-so walked so that so-and-so could run like nice. person A had to walk so person B can run like that perfectly explains the situation yeah, that's awesome um the the y'all's teamwork is just incredible but it does it, the, it doesn't come easy like we had to work really really hard at it um absolutely and we always didn't get along and things weren't always perfect, but <laughs> it's like, it's like a family in that way of like, you don't, you don't always like your family, but your family work it out. So, All right. yeah. All right. So, uh, Shelby, as me know, you're a rather successful singer yourself. Well, Thank you. many of us believe so. Um, <laughs> and you have some I don't music. Yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your musical endeavors outside the show? And then uh, afterwards, uh, it's also rather known that you're, you're an author. So can you, it, you know, mention some of your experience with that and, you know, how, maybe how it's impacted your music some, if at all. So I am a solo artist. That's what I did before I worked on the show. Um, I've been doing that for going on nine years now, um, which is crazy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I do my own music. Um, I'm working on a new album right now. It uh, should be out by the end of the year. Simultaneously working on that while I work on the show, which is stupid and insane and I shouldn't do it, <laughs> but I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I do. Like, like I said before, um, I, I worked on some feature films and nothing really ever worked out. And I, I've worked on a lot of projects that... Um, people didn't use my work like I worked on them, but then they, I ended up getting like cut last second or something. Um, I literally, I, I came down to the last two for the song on like all the trailers and the soundtrack for Divergent part one or mm -hmm. Allegiant part one. That's what it was. And it came down to me and I think Sigaross or something uh, or Yancey. It was Yancey. And, and, <laughs> I remember getting an email saying, congratulations, you got beat out by Yancey. And it was like, ah, <laughs> like I went through eight months of deliberation to like get beat out by this dude who's like amazing and like so good at what he does. But um, I've had so many like fail stories like that, that when I finally got on final space, I didn't tell anyone for like a month, like not my parents, not my friends, because I was like, this isn't real. And I'm just going to tell them again and it won't be real. <laughs> And then they like announced it and uh, I was like, I guess this is real. I guess I can tell people. I was so used to failure at that point. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your book, Second Planet. Wow, Second Planet, my child. This is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so... Much like composing, where I had never done it before, and I, and I did it for some reason. Uh, the same as with writing. I didn't know how to write a book, but I just went, I'm going to do it. So um, I wrote a book called Second Planet. It is my child. It is my joy. Um, I'm working on a second book. We are, um, my partner Alex and I, we are pitching it as a TV show. 
So that could be a thing that happens in the future. Um, something we're working very hard on. Um, but uh, if you haven't, check it out. If you don't want to check it out, that's fine. But uh, I'm very <laughs> proud of it. It's my favorite thing I've ever worked on. Other than Final Space. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Second Planet. Awesome. And uh, final question uh, is for both of you. Uh, what's your advice for any young musicians, singers, or artists who want to either produce for fun, professionally, or for animation? Do it for fun first. Because, like, sometimes we have really long days and it's like, whoo! Like, if you do not enjoy what you are doing, it is not going to be fun. Right. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice was know your equipment, know your program. Like, spend as much time as you can with it because, like, that that's everything. Um, I mean, we're turning around an insane amount of songs a week. Um, so you've got to be really fast and you got to know what you're doing and you've got to have your presets ready. And um, so that would be my biggest advice is, like, work on your craft as much as you possibly can. Be the best you that you can be with what you do. Um but yeah, I'm sure Jake said the same thing. Yep. Uh, he said, if I can give any advice, it's uh, it's not a virtue to work oneself to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you're well and capable of working hard under great stress in the field that you love, more power to you. Uh, if you are unwell and unable, do not attempt to put yourself through it. Uh, find a way to do the things that you love that is healthy for you. Uh, that's going to look different for everyone. You have your limits. Learn them and respect them. You may not be able to appreciate that, but your body and your mind will thank you by providing you continued health and the ability to keep creating. Rest when you need to, because every day you're able to get back up and make something that is more beautiful and a more beautiful reason to be thankful. He's such a poet. I'm like, like, <laughs> like, and um, and he just comes out here with the poetry. You got the but advantage it, of writing, so I mean, <laughs> you're, you're putting you on the spot. I'm putting me on the spot. I'm a writer, though. I should be able to do this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree with him. I feel like that was a huge thing that we both learned coming out of season one was like, I thought that every hour of every day had to be dedicated to just making it better and making it better and making it better and working longer. And I worked 14 hours a day and I worked 16 hours a day. And now this season, it's totally different. Like I get up, I go to the gym, I have a peaceful hour. I work for this long at this time. I don't work anymore, no matter what even if it's not done, like I feel like we both got so burnt out and beaten up by season one. Cause it was our first rodeo, you know, that I think that's something we both learned to value is like you said, there is no virtue in working yourself to death. We're going to pause and come back to franchise respond in just a minute. All right. All right, folks, we'll be back in just a moment. Shelby is going to be answering some of your fan questions today that were submitted on into Final Space channel through the official Final Space Discord and the Final Space subreddit. We'll be back in just a moment. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Into Final Space. I'm Gabe Jones, and we are back with Shelby. He's one of the incredibly talented musicians that work on Final Space. She's going to be answering some questions for Fantrix Seems Respond today. So let's get back into it. All right. So we are here for, uh, we have just one question for you from uh, the Fantrix Seems on Reddit out there. Uh, so Zerkules4 and Mr. Underscore Spooky Underscore 
um, said, what is your favorite song from the first season? <sighs> it's, it comes down to two. Um, Lightfold, because it was the first song that I ever scored. And it was praised so much by everyone on the, that worked on the show that I was like, oh, I can actually do this. And, like, it's really awesome. But as far as, like, my f- favorite song that I'm really proud of, the writing and the production, it's called Finish It um, from the last episode, which will be out on the soundtrack eventually, whenever that is. Um, but, yeah, Finish It, I think, would be my favorite song. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, answering these questions. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Now, that was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to Shelby for joining me today. And thank you for Jake for giving me the honor of reading his responses for these questions. These two artists are incredible, and you can find their music wherever you stream. As far as we know, the soundtrack from season one hit shelf sometime around when next season premieres. As always, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Into Final Space. And thanks you guys so much, and I'll see you next time on Into Final Space.